Welcome to the Inner Huddle, a youth football development podcast for parents, coaches, and managers of young aspiring footballers. Your hosts from Pezza Street Soccer are Pez and Jeff. Welcome to the Inner Huddle. I'm Pez, he's Jeff, and we're joined by former professional footballer Andy Reid. Do you want to go for it, Jeffrey? What are the biggest changes you've seen in the game since you started? And what are the best and worst? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, I think we've probably, we, you know, yeah, we probably, probably have, yeah, we've touched probably, on yeah, we touched on, on both. I mean, the, the, you know, the changes are, you know, the sports science, nutrition, the fitness, the attention to detail, the preparation, and the match analysis. I would say. Is it all good though? Are, are they all good changes? Um, I, mean, I remember. I mean, at I think I've seen all the stats coming out. Uh, yeah, what they called? Um, I can't remember the term of them now, but that you know, you get your stats every week of how far you'd pro run. Zone. Pro zone as yeah. well as I thought. All your stats, and I was thinking, well, yeah, maybe I'm not going to dig you out here, but Reedy might not have run as far as some of the others. But look what he did on the ball—that yeah, one intelligent they, pass. They, they need to be taken in the right way, and they need to be looked at in the right way. So because it's all in the eye of the beholder and how yeah, they interpret yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think they're very, very useful, and I think they're very, very important as long as they're used in the right way. Will you use them when you go into management? If you get into management, which will come yeah, on to later. Yeah, of course, later, yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 definitely. I mean. You know, I, I think they, they most certainly have the place. I think they're vital. Do you think it might be one of the reasons why there's not these characters you talked about in the game anymore? Because it's kind well, of money ball well, type. Well, the, well, this brings me on to the worst bit. What I've touched on already okay. is that the, you know the the, the the lack of characters and so I suppose there's trade offs. You know, just yeah, yeah. just you know some things that are going to be better, some things that are going to be worse. But but I think uh, match preparation, um, knowing who you're playing against, and match analysis. Mm-hmm. Are massive, uh, you know. I think you know the analysis side of the game is um, it has become huge and and rightly so. Everybody knows every single detail about players that they're playing against, and then you review your game. What did we do not so well can, that we can improve on, and what did we do well that we can take into the next stuff? Take a lot of time in that, don't they? Analysis yeah. and preparation, and there's a big team. There. And, and you know, I'd be very very keen to stress as well. I think a lot of coaches and a lot of managers when they look at analysis and when they do analysis they're looking at bad things right what did we do wrong and how can we improve it and they miss trick a little bit what did we do really really well yeah. and how can we replicate it and how can we improve on that because that's the mentality of the it's the mentality of the individual looking yeah. at it yeah but the, the the exciting thing from someone going into management the exciting thing is that balance where do you find your own balance? Are you going to go yeah. high on stats and analysis or are you going to go more on characters? And, and that, I guess, what can excite oh. you going into the game because you want to find your own I think balance. You know, I think you can have both. You can have characters in. You can tell the characters, I need you to run a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, certainly, yeah. Or you can tell the character, I need you to not run so much because I need to hold that position from me. Yeah. You're running around way too much and you're covering too much ground. So when we give away the ball... You're not in the position that I need you to be, so don't run so much. Here's an interesting question. I mean, we've talked about it before. Um, I won't mention any names, but there were some players when we were at Charlton who were great trainers and would have amazing stats. Might not give the ball away, might run more ground, but when it came to match day, disappeared. I suppose that's the mental that's menta- courage. And- yeah, that's the mentality thing, you know. You can go out on the training ground and you, you can feel, all right, yeah, I can try something, but then you get in front of... 30,000, 40,000 people <laughs> go and do it then 
and that's the, that's the measure of of, of a good top class footballer. Yeah. It doesn't matter where they're playing. It doesn't matter whether there's 20 people down the park or whether there's 80,000. The right thing is the right thing to do for them. And uh, and that's the difference. And I've seen that throughout my career so much. Um, training ground players, you know. It must be players you've trained with and you thought, my God, yeah, he's decent. Yeah. And then you want him to be like that on match day because you're desperate for three points. I mean, where are you? Yeah. And he may as well have been sitting on the bench. Yeah. Uh, or he may as well have not been, not even been there that day. He may as well have just trained Monday to Friday and stayed at home on a Saturday. If that happens to you, if you do go into management, how would you think you'd help a player like that? Would you, would you see a psychologist? Or, psychologist yeah. would be would be one way of going because you know that the person's got the ability, so you know yeah. that it's not ability that's letting them down; it's the mental side of the game. So that's something that you need to work on. You maybe have to help his confidence a little bit. It could be a confidence issue, but again, confidence is a mental side. So, you know, you, you really need to nurture that. And it takes me back to the point that I made. You need to train your brain. Yeah. Environment might not just suit you either, might it? I mean, you've had players at Chelsea, Mo Salah and people, and the environment probably wasn't all the right timing, uh, plus the environment. Timing, you know. Yeah, it's a big team as well. So, yeah, there's, uh, it's, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Good question. Geoffrey, should we go with number 12, I think it is? Yeah. You're starting out on hopefully a long journey in coaching. What sort of coach would you like to be and do you have a definite philosophy in what you're doing? I, I do, yes. Um, listen, if, you, if you're talking about specific tactics, I want my team to play out from the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want my centre-backs to split, I want my full-backs to push on. Most football... Does that fall under... Most football ideal people want to do that. Now, that's not always realistic. Right. So as a coach, you have to know that I'm not going to be able to play off in the back. If you play off in the back every single time, opposition are going to know that. They're going to push men up there to stop you. You're going to give away the ball and start conceding goals. So how do you combat that? Like one way that you might combat that, play off in the back when they push up, think a ball, miss, it, miss out the midfield, play into the centre-forward's chest and have runners going off him. Straight away, the opposition's back four are going to be saying, hang on a second, I need you to come back in here. They drop mm-hmm. off another 10 or 15 yards, you can play off in the back again. So ideally you want to be a, a football and team player from the back, but you need to win games of football as well. You need so to have the players to the, play the your players system to be able as well. To do it as well. So all these things come into account. But when you talk about philosophy, I suppose you're asking uh, about your ideals. And, and you know, I want to have a yeah. passing team. I want the team that presses high at the pitch that wins the ball back. I want, uh, you know, you know, I, I want a lot of, um, I want players that that, that are brave. Uh, and I want players that, that, are, that are prepared to put themselves on the line for our cause. Great stuff. I'll go with 13, because I can see here it mentions Charlton Athletic. When we were at Charlton, I used to love watching you play. Oh, I must have written this one. Um, from the bench. I'll get that <laughs> um, What struck me early on was how you always wanted the ball and you were always scanning. Um, it didn't matter what game, what scenario, where you were on the pitch, or who the opposition was. I suppose this goes back to the mental toughness from earlier. Where do you think you developed this confidence from? You showed great mental strength and moral courage, which I put there. You always wanted the ball. Didn't matter if we were two 0 down or one 0 up. Raining, yeah. cold Tuesday night at Stoke. Didn't matter. Yeah, because that was my game. You know, was was was, was getting on the ball. Um, so I always believed that if I'm going out on the pitch and I'm not looking for the ball, then what what am I, what am I what am I doing? What am I contributing here? It was my. It was my aim to get on the ball and it was my role in the team to get on the ball and to help create. But there's plenty of players like that who 
look wonderful when they're winning two or three nil, but when they're three nil down, yeah. two nil down, which well, we were a few yeah, times, plenty uh, you times. know, <laughs> they, they they go missing. Yeah, I um, I I I suppose it's something that that was just ingrained in me. I, I you know I really believed that. Was it something you were aware of at the time? I mean, I, I it stuck out a mile for me. Um, I, I don't know if. I, Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not at that age. Maybe, I, maybe when I got a little bit older, I was more aware of it. At that age, I, I was probably about twenty-three, twenty-four. Then mm-hmm. maybe something like that. I just, I just went out and played football, and I didn't. You can't really play football without a ball, so you I want the ball, I guess. As innocent as that. But I just went out and played football, and I didn't really think too much about it. It was only as I got older that I started to think about it, and I started to realise that, you know, that I do want the ball. And, uh, you know, we 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 spoke earlier about. Uh, about somebody and um, we run about how the crowd might affect you or how the media might affect yeah. you and I was never bothered about that because I knew that what I was trying to do was the right thing I didn't always do the right thing I made loads of mistakes mm-hmm. but I always believed that I was trying to do the right thing so I was never bothered about what the crowd were having a go at me so you can or, cut out all the other noise yeah yeah and, you and, and, and obviously, obviously it's always nice to get adulation from the crowd but you can't get too carried away with that either so you've got to find that happy medium, yeah. you know, you've got to find that balance. You can't be bothered about what if people are shouting at you, telling you how rubbish you are. Or the, the other way, you can't. You shouldn't really get too carried away with, you know, if people tell you how great you are. Believe in, in, in what you're that, doing. Believe that yeah. you're trying to do the right things and continue to do them week in, week Don't out. Don't get too low when in the down yeah, bits. Don't get too high in the high bits. Try and find that happy medium and then I think you produce your best football. With us, though, I mean, that's at the top level once you've already made it. But, you know, we see it in youth football, very young age. Um, players hide in when the chips are down and it's kind of you know have you always wanted the ball all your life yeah I always have yeah because that's what I never understood I found it difficult to understand why people wouldn't want the ball because I mean (laughs) we're playing football here let's not forget that yeah I mean I mean the the object of playing football is to get the ball and do, and do something, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. Try that's, and get the round thing in the net. You know, and you need yeah, to and make something happen. To you know, stripping it, stripping yeah. it right back to the bare bones of football. From, with my scouting hat on, you know, I get this kid's great. He's brilliant. You know, he's so talented. And then you know, you might go and watch him, and he's the team win five six nil, and he's outstanding. He's always on the ball. But what you really need to see is what he's like. When they're three 0 down, and yeah. are they still demanding it and saying, "I'm going to make something happen now"? I've gone three 0 down. But sometimes you'll go and see a kid in that environment, and he'll go absolutely missing. Yet parents and other people connected with the child think, "Yeah, but look how amazing he was in that game. Yeah. He needs to be signed." And it's difficult to speak yeah. to someone about their kid, maybe not having the right character at that time. And it's, it's yeah, again, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, again, it's, it's that happy medium and. Um, and it's yeah, it's listen. It's a, it's a difficult one to kind of put your foot on, but it goes back again to the mentality thing. Yeah. And, but how and, do you and, think and we can help those kids improve that mentality? Do you think? Well, just t- well, well, things like you know, like if you're talking about what yous are doing here now, the psychologist. Yeah. And what yous need to do is you need to see psychologists as well. Yeah. Well, I'm massively. I study psychology and child psychology. I'm mean, always reading and studying the game. Yeah. So, so you know, you have a, a psychologist coming tomorrow. Yeah. Go and speak to her and say to her, "How do you think we can? How do you think you yeah. can help us?" Because, because, it's 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 you know, coaches have to improve. Coaches have to get better all the time. 
you know, coaches have to find new ways oh, of, of not just improving players, but improving themselves as well. I always get hammered because I've said it quite often on our show. Football, I think, is actually the easy part of it all. You know, getting techniques from kids through practice and working hard and, you know, everyone kind of knows what they should be practising and then it's mm. down to the individual whether they do and how much they do it. But the real difficult part is the psychology, which is why I'm so interested into it in the moment. Yeah. I hadn't realised when I first started out on my coaching journey. And if you if you look at, you know, this, this what we're doing here and all these questions, how many times have we come back to mentality on this? Yeah, massively. It's and been it's, the running theme through the whole and thing, and hasn't and it? And it's not a coincidence. You know, it's, it's really not a coincidence. Right, I think we're almost out. We've got a few sort of quickfire ones by the looks of it. Jeff, do you want to go f- first? It's number 14 here on your sheet. Yeah, I think kids asked a similar yeah. question, but it, this could be of all time, I guess. Who was your favourite player? Diego Maradona, without a question. <laughs> Still now? Absolute genius. Yeah, I just, I just love. I, I know. Was it because he had character as well? Yeah, as yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I, and I know you look him now and you see some of the things he had done the World Cup, and you're like, "Come on, Diego, what are you doing?" But, <laughs> but I just, I just love the fact that he's got the ability. He had a great dog called Diego as well. well it is, yeah, yeah. A dog called Diego, uh, named after after yeah. after Maradona. But it uh, was just he had, you know, he had all the ability, but he had that bit about him as well. You know, he wasn't perfect. He had flaws. And can you imagine being that good in that era, though, on poor pitches with, you know, in the Italian league, the way they used to hammer you and smash you? But I mean, I've seen, some, I've seen some of the things they've done. On the pitch. I watched a documentary on him there recently, and, and it was like the ball was glued to his foot. And I'd like to think that my close control was good, my first touch was good, but I'm, I'm looking at this guy, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, there's, there's, there's levels. Yeah, yeah, there's always levels. There's levels, and then, and then, there's, and then there's Maradona. Yeah. Like, you know, he's so... Absolutely phenomenal. Do you so. think he would be? I know what I think of this, but if he played now with the pitches and the game it was, he would be up there, obviously, and yeah. better than Messi and Ronaldo and scoring equal stats. Well, it's an, he'd be up there with them, definitely. Yeah. You know, definitely would be up there with them. He'd probably be in a bit more trouble than than there because they they, <laughs> yeah, they come across they come across it. yeah they come in the across days of camera phones and things. Yeah. He might be in a bit more trouble. Yeah, just a bit. An interesting right. Um, Number 15, uh, who is your favourite player now? So I presume that means um, th- that's still playing out there and you'd like to watch. Um, who, do, who do I like who to watch? Andy Reid. I have to say, I like, I, like watching, uh, I like watching Hazard play. Yeah. I have to say, I, 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 really like, uh, I, I really like... I mean, it's easy to kind of say Ronaldo, Messi... Yeah, let's take them out of the equation, yeah, I think. I mean, you know, who's the next generation uh, coming uh, you through? Know, everybody knows that. Um I think um, you know you know if, if I love watching I love watching Modric play and I really enjoyed watching him play in the World Cup. Um, I thought he was excellent. I just love how he you know how he dictates play and how he you know how how he. One thing that I love watching about Modric is that he dictates the pace of the game. He's a real footballer's footballer. If you played yeah. the game, you know how he, good he is. He, he, you know, in games of football, and you can feel it when you're playing. Sometimes they move really really quickly, and sometimes. Slows right down, and people think that that just happens. That players within the game, orchestra, make make that happen. Yeah. And Modric does it as good as anybody. If Real Madrid or Croatia, for that for that matter, are, are, are three 0 up, he'll slow the game down and they'll keep the ball. And you won't yeah. be able to get the back, game back out, the ball back out, out off them. If 
they're one nil down and they need to get a goal. He'd be moving the ball quicker. Yeah, he'd, and he'd be, pass, and he'd be well. passing the ball forward, and, and it's 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 a real real skill. I wouldn't have had him down on the, on your list, though. Mm, if, yeah, yeah, I think he's a, I think he's an excellent football. For, I wouldn't have guessed that one. For, 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 for that for that reason, for that reason, you know, I think it's 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 a real skill um, in itself, being able to dictate the pace of a game. I think you might have just answered question number sixteen. Yeah, definitely. Have. Who would you recommend young players to watch? Yeah, yeah, probably. You know, uh, if, listen. Obviously, everything is is is, um, is position specific. Um, you know, you, you, it depends on how young they are. If they've already developed into into a into a, a position, then you should always look at who's doing well and who's doing the right things in your in your position. But yeah. um, Modric, for that reason, would be somebody that I would say, you know, watch him. Jeff. Since retiring, do you actually get to watch more games? Uh, well, yeah, not not so many forced team games as such. I go and watch a lot of under eighteen games because uh, because that's what uh, you know the, 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 that's what I'm working at now with the eighteen. So I go and watch a lot of them and see what they're doing. Um, I love watching football, and my enjoyable time is taking my lad to watch football. What live games? Yeah. Do, you, do you like watching it on the yeah. TV? Because some kids don't. Do they? Yeah, I mean, he he watch it for a, for a bit, and then he'll see something in a game, and then he'll pick up his ball and he'll come try go it. And try, it and try it, and then miss the rest of the game. <laughs> you know, so. Um, he, uh, he, but but going to watch live games room because when you're playing football you don't really get the the, the fan side of it you know because you, you're that wrapped up in playing and it's quite nice to it's quite nice to take him to a game and, and experience. Is Oscar uh, still a Forest fan or? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he, he loves Forest. Yeah, we've we, we've we've been down to a couple of games already. There's well, a bit of pressure in the other right? side of the family for Derby, isn't it? Which uh, causes a little bit. Of banter sometimes that is definitely a red oh he's definitely a red yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, question 18 what are you doing now work wise obviously we've, we've yeah, touched we've on touched a lot of this but yeah, we've touched maybe your media side of yeah, things I'm, and stuff I'm, I'm doing quite a bit of media stuff I do a lot of commentary for, 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 for games and that's another you know when I say go and watch games I'm still working but I'm kind of commentating on games for some of the Irish radio stations um, which which is good. It's a different side of it. It's not something that I'm mad keen on. It's I enjoy it. It gets me watching games. Um, so I do that quite a bit. Uh, you know, I do some sports shows and uh, and some stuff like that. The media stuff is good. It's, it's do you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. keeping busy, obviously. Yeah, yeah. keeping busy. I, I do enjoy it um, to a certain extent. It's not something that, you know. I'm really really keen to to develop my coaching um, a lot forward and get into into management but you know when I retired I was still finishing off my coaching badges I felt I needed just a, a little bit of time out of the day to day stuff uh, in football you know with the injuries I found them really difficult so I needed a little bit of a breakaway and, and a, a good way of keeping within that game was to do some of the media stuff and you know the more I'd done the more I was asked to do so so that's kind of kept me busy in the meantime while I'm looking to um you know, to, to to really expand my coaching experience now. So you sound very hungry to to learn as much as possible. So what? Yeah, are I you mean, ready now? Yeah. If the right job came up or anything, or do you just want a bit more learning? Yeah, or are you listen, just going to take it as it comes? I, I, I listen, I need to learn. It's it's a completely different craft. Uh, you know, managing to playing people sometimes think, oh, you play, you, you know, you can manage. It's a completely different thing. There's so much more goes into it than uh, than what you think. So um, you, you kind of almost need to step back away from your playing um, days, put your coaching cap, cap on and, 
uh, and, and learn a whole new craft, you know, and, and try and develop it and try and improve it and try and learn. And you have to be always learning, constantly learning. There's no, you know, there's, there's no time. If, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're standing still, you're going backwards. I know the obvious answer. Um, hear it a lot when this is asked to other people, but because um, you'll say I'll take bits from each of my different managers I worked under, that's the obvious answer, but which one of your managers do you think you'll most be like style-wise that you can see? Or do you not know how it's going to work out now? I, I don't think I'd be like any of them, to be no, honest with you. Yeah, I, yeah, I would like to think so. And people say, people say, oh, we'll take this from that manager and that from that manager, and I will do that. Um, and you know, you have to do that. Obviously, yeah, yeah, you'd be yeah, you could, not to, of course. But one thing that I will do as well: there'll be plenty of things because I played under managers that I didn't think were particularly good. So there'll be a lot of things that I see them do that I will say, "Well, I'll never that might do be that." You learn the most. <laughs> yeah, you can learn the most yeah. of people like that. Yeah. You know, so, so these, so it's about it's about kind of putting it all into perspective. What do you think? Um, I know it's, it's bits of everything, but you might have. Um, Coaches you played under are very tactically good. But do you think more importantly than that is the man management? You, one of the children earlier asked about your best manager and you said about Alan yeah. Pardew was a great man management. Do you think in this day and age that's probably the most important thing? I, I wouldn't say one's more important one's more important than the other. Because I think you, you'll you, be a good man manager. You, yeah, you know? well, listen, the, you that's need, your character. You need, you need to have the players on side. If you yeah. can't, if you don't have the players on side, then you can be as tactically good as you want. Yeah. But they won't do it for you because the players want to play for a manager. Uh, so you need that man manager. This is side. a lot. That a lot of people who don't know too much about football don't understand that. They think well, you well, get paid to play. Yeah. It's your job. Yeah. It you're human uh, beings. Yeah. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. Doesn't work like that. And and the other side of it, you can you know you can be um, a really good man manager. And then you can go out on a pitch and you can set your teams up completely wrong and you'll get hammered yeah, yeah. You so, don't get a lot of time either to no, develop you it. You, so. you know, you don't. So, so it's, 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 I wouldn't say they're, they're both as important as, as each other. Right, last questions flown by. Jeffrey, do you want to do the honours? And it's a, it's a little bit different as well. Tell us a bit about your love of music. Mm, yeah, well, I've, I've played guitar for a few years now, probably 15 years now. My mum bought me a guitar for my 18th birthday, and um, I've been playing. I've been playing since then. So, um, you know, I've always loved music, listening to music, playing music. So, it's uh, definitely, definitely something that. Well, having said that, since I've, since since my little one's been born, she was one there a couple of weeks ago. I don't really get the chance to play as much as I'd like to. No. So. Um, um, it used music. to be kind of your wind down a bit after yeah, stresses of football. Yeah, it, it, it did. It did. But but when you've uh, when you've got kids. <laughs> The guitar doesn't doesn't really come into play. You, you know, your kids when you go home from from training or you go home wherever, daddy, come on, let's go and play. Do you uh, still get chance to listen to a lot of music? Yeah, I do. I listen to I listen to loads of music. You know, especially when I'm in the car, it's my time for listening to music. So I listen to quite a bit of music. I, I've got a real eclectic taste. Um, I love a lot of the old folk stuff. You know, all the Bob Dylan stuff from from. From uh, from from before, but there's a lot of good modern stuff out there as well that you know that I quite like listening to. I'm listening to a guy called Dermot Kennedy at the moment who is excellent. He's a young, um, well, he's not. So Did you write young, a bit about this in uh, your new column? Yeah, I yeah, this, yeah. He's, uh, he's 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 excellent, a, a Dublin lad, and uh, I mean, keep an eye out for him. I think he's going to be uh, he's going he's going to do really well. Do you know what? 
Absolutely brilliant. Really, really enjoyed that. Thank yeah. you, Jeffrey, um, as always. Um, good luck, Andy, whatever route your career goes from now, media, coaching. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of coaching because you definitely have a passion for that. came across, didn't it, Jeffrey? Yeah. Um, so wish you all the best with that. And if, if you need any help with anything. <laughs> thanks, Lars. It's been an absolute <laughs> Give pleasure. Give us a job. <laughs> thank, th- thanks for inviting me on the, uh, on the legend show, as it should be <laughs> renamed. <laughs> thank you very much. No, I really enjoyed it, buddy. I think Andy's still waiting for a contract for... FC Salisbury United and play a bit of football. Oh, yeah, we're going to rope him into playing a bit. We'll have to get him a couple of beers or I think Jaeger bombs maybe. And we'll, I, I don't think, think my groins would hold on to that. I knew he was going to throw in the groins. <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll yeah. see what we can do. We'll work on him, Jeffrey. But no, thank you very much, buddy. Cheers, lads. All the best. Thanks a lot. And uh, that's been the Inner Huddle. Hope you've enjoyed listening. And uh, we'll be back soon with uh, another show. Look forward to that. Thanks. The Inner Huddle from Peza Street Soccer.